It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard from thedraftnetwork.com, along with Trevor Sycamore, also from thedraftnetwork.com, here today to continue our divisional off-season preview series. Looking at, we're, we're on two, two left, I think. We've done everybody except the NFC North and the NFC South, which we're doing today, Trevor. Does it feel good? Are you nervous to talk about the Bucs? I thought you were going to leave NFC South for the end, honestly. But, you know, this little curveball is probably good for me. You know, keep me on my toes. By the way, people are probably wondering why we're not doing a super show, right? No, nobody cares. Yeah, they have cared. And they've asked us about it. I know. I'm extremely upset that we're not doing one. I'm upset about it as well, but it just didn't work out again. Uh, our schedules are pretty crazy this time of the year, as you can all imagine, uh, with the draft stuff. So getting for all four of our schedules on, uh, especially with Valentine's Day uh, being on Thursday, uh, it was very difficult to get all four of our schedules on the same page once again. We're going to make it up to you guys with um, super shows and Twitch things and stuff like that when we're uh, at the Combine for sure. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it uh, hasn't worked out uh, for us to do a super show. So we got to tell the Gruden story. So the Gruden story uh, is we we always go out the last night of the combine, right? And so we're out. Uh, senior Bowl. Or the Senior Bowl, sorry, yeah. Uh, so we're out at Veets. Um, we're talking with other draft guys and everything like that. Well, you know, Joe, it was like 2 a.m. probably, 2.30 a.m. Joe's feeling pretty decent at that point in the night. He we pretty, get we, Pretty toasty. Yeah, we order the, um, the Uber. Uber driver comes. Uh, Brad and Kyle and myself get in the backseat. Joe's like still talking and hugging people and everything. We're like, Joe, get in the, get in the cab or get in the Uber, get in the Uber. So he goes and he sits in the passenger seat (laughs) and he just, he was, the whole thing was hilarious. The whole thing was just vintage Joe, but halfway through the drive there after he's on this Uber driver, zero personality, man, I'm telling you, this guy doesn't blink like nothing. Absolutely no emotion whatsoever. Just like. I mean, he was completely stoic. Uh, he was like one of those soldiers out Buckingham Palace or whatever it is. Um, this dude, dude absolutely showed absolutely nothing. But uh, Joe sit, turns to him during the car ride, and he just starts talking like John Gruden. Just absolutely no reason at all. Just starts talking about draft prospects with this guy to John To Gruden, the Uber driver. To the Uber driver. And then, of course, Kyle's like asking him questions from the backseat to keep it going. Kyle's like a four-minute video that's on his phone. And Joe is like, you, you've heard his Gruden impression. It's good. I mean, he's just nailing this Gruden impression though. I mean, it was next level. Like everything I'd heard before, it didn't hold a candle to this. It was incredible. I mean, he was, it was the delivery, the nuance, everything. And he went on for like five minutes talking about every quarterback of the senior bowl, exactly what Gruden would say. I mean, it was flawless execution. Not I've, once the entire time did the Uber driver character. even crack a smile. Oh, wow. It was incredible unappreciated i'm not even sure which thing was more impressive the impression or the fact that this dude had found absolutely no humor in what was honestly an iconic moment now i will say this i've seen a video clip of this so i know that it exists so at some point in time we might have to give it to the people that's true it might have to come out Give at you least, guys a little, at least part little of it. thing that 
It does exist, and it is unbelievable. It is hilarious. That man does an unbelievable Gruden impression. Speaking of Gruden or Gruden's old team, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciate that. No Adam Humphreys, no Deshaun Jackson. We haven't talked about wide receivers. Hold up. Any, you don't but, know that for oh, sure. Adam Humphreys ain't going to be back. Deshaun Jackson's getting cut. We know it. Look. These are things that are happening. Look. Tell me which you, one of those two things look, is wrong. Listen, all right? You think you know the team that I cover the best coming into this segment making well, make put down a bet right now. Names. Put down a bet right now. Neither of those guys are coming back. All right, fine. I'll bet you that Adam Humphreys isn't back next year. <laughs> That's what I just said. Make it. It's on the table. What about Deshaun Jackson? No, what are we betting? <laughs> what about Deshaun Jackson? Dude, Deshaun has already sold his house in Tampa. That's actually true. <laughs> so neither of them are going to be back. How big yeah. a need is wide receiver? It's not. Really? Because Justin Watson's going to step up or what? Justin Watson's going to be fine. And they might draft a wide receiver like late. But like they've had, honestly, just like from a Buccaneers perspective. And I guess I guess it's a new coaching staff, so I can't be totally sure exactly what they're going to do. But like they've been juggling not just five wide receivers, probably like six or seven for a while. Like they had... Freddie Martino and they had Dante die and they had Bobo Wilson, like these guys that they would just continue to rotate and bring up all the time that like they would not let any of these guys go on practice squads or anything. And they kept trying to give them chances and all that. So I've got to think with Jackson gone and Humphrey's gone, Watson's going to step up. They really did like what Watson was doing last year as a special teamer. And he seemed to have actually a pretty decent connection with Jameis Winston in the games that he played in and in the preseason. Bobo Wilson will probably be the low man, the four or five on the roster. And just depending if they draft a wide receiver late, uh, they might be wide receiver four as well. But I, I just don't see it being that much of a need, knowing the context of how deep this wide receiver group's been for, for a couple of years. All right. Okay. So wide receiver, they might be able to to hang in there with that group. They're bringing back Donovan Smith. That's the word on the street, right? So it's it, Jensen, Marpet, and Smith. Yeah. And then the right yep. side is the question mark. Dotson, but how for how long? Do you mm-hmm. still think is tackle still a need? Probably not oh, the first he, pick, right? Oh, 100%. It should be. Okay. All right. So they could take I know one that, of the first I know pick. that the Buccaneers aren't really high on this tackle class. So, like, what? I don't think that they're going to take a tackle <laughs> in the first round. But if you're not high on this tackle class, what class are you waiting for? Brother, I don't know. Oh, um, maybe. Maybe that was a game of telephone in which they were talking about like strictly left tackles. I don't know, but I have been told that they were not super high on this tackle class. Maybe they thought it was good and not great or whatever. I am blinking guy gif right now. Look, man, you don't have to convince me. Offensive line is the biggest need for this team. I just, it's not close. Listen to me. It's not close. Offensive line is the biggest need for this team. This is a bottom five unit in the NFL last year. You can't do crap if you can't block. Caleb Beninock was the 85th ranked guard in the NFL, according to PFF. Are there even 85? Out of 88 guys that they ranked. DeMar Dotson was terrible last year. His age is getting up there. He's been injured now twice in two years in a row. It's going to be tough for him. And, dude, let me tell you, too, on and off the field, DeMar Dotson's – that dude fluctuates weight so quickly now. At his age, like when he is not in season, that dude's like 40 pounds lighter. 
Yeah. And it's just it's it's so hard for him to keep the weight on. So they have Alex Kappa. They drafted last year. They like Leonard Wester, but I, these guys aren't like high impact offense. So like, it, okay. Uh, it, so it's a need. If you ask if you ask me what their first round pick should be, it should be no question offensive line. But mm. they're probably I don't know if they're going to do that. And by that you mean offensive tackle, right? I mean, yeah, Five. in this class, yeah. Okay. All right. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so what are they going to do? Draft Josh Jacobs at five? They need running back, but come on, it can't be that I have a priority. I see one more person mock Josh Jacobs at five. I'm going to throw my computer out the window. Look, I love Josh Jacobs. He's RB1. He's going to make a phenomenal pro. But with all of the needs that the Buccaneers have on both sides of the trenches, you can't draft a running back at five. You just if they can't. draft Josh Jacobs or any running back at five, I am 100% going back to the podcast where we argued about Jason Light getting not getting fired. And I'm playing clips from that on my Twitter account the rest of the week. Now, here's the thing, though. If they draft Josh Jacobs at five, he's going to be real great for the next GM. (laughs) Who then decides to draft offensive line, right? Good point. Not a bad point there. Uh, Okay, defensively, Pierre Paul, Vinnie Curry's gone. Noah Spence is going to be gone, right? Edge is a huge need, right? I mean, Carl Nassim ain't starting for you, so... I mean, he is, but no. I mean, he's not week one. I mean, I mean, he is, but I mean, he's not week one. If Carl Nassim's starting for you week one, you're in huge trouble. All right. Well, call a spade a spade. <laughs> Come on, he can't start week one. I, I think Carl Nassim's going to be a starter week one. I oh really do. Oh my goodness gracious! Just they're gonna they're gonna transition to like a into like a three four. And this team's gonna three, cut Gerald McCoy. Yeah, probably. My goodness, what? What? Maybe not, but probably. So, who starts on the defense? So, Pierre Paul, Nassib, Vea, and who starts this? Winning draft pick. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Oh my! I really don't. Things are not. Well, Allen, Mitch, on Ryan. I don't. I don't know. It's not great. All right, so. Clearly needs a defensive tackle when they yes. when or if they move on from McCoy. Yes. Uh, Edge as well is a crying need in my opinion because I've watched a lot of Carl Nassib and that man cannot start for you. Um, Last year. Linebacker, Quan is probably gone. And <laughs> I've seen Devin White mock there. The Bucks have more needs than people are willing to say. And everybody's kind of getting trendy with them as a playoff pick. Walk me through this because we know the secondary needs a lot of things to break their way in order to be a unit that's considerably mm-hmm. better in the last two years the linebacker group gets back with back but probably loses Quan. it sounded like mm-hmm. from recent reports they were apart on money you need an interior guy if you lose mccoy you desperately need an edge offensive line's an issue running back's an issue your depth at wide receivers an issue i just mm-hmm. and and your quarterback still a massive question mark this is gonna have to be arian's finest work 
Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know about his finest work. And Jason but, Light's finest work. Well, I mean, you know, saying much Jason's, know Jason's had a while to try to revamp this roster, and you're talking about the needs that they have. They need they need a lot of impact players, and they're obviously not going to be able to spend it all in the first round. You only get one first-round pick. Now, I would assume that the Bucks are hoping that they can trade down and that they could draft a lot more guys than Always. what they're currently slotted for. So they're probably hoping they could trade down. I mean, heck, I think that I think that the Bucks would be willing to entertain a, a King's Ransom for a team like Washington. We've talked about that before, getting desperate. Maybe Miami getting desperate, moving down to 13, 15, even yeah. in the middle of the draft. You're talking about getting a lot of different pieces, a bunch of stuff this year, some stuff next year. Because I mean, I think you're right. You can look at these. You can look at the Bucks roster, and and you can truly look at it as glass half full or half empty kind of a thing. You can look at dudes like Carl Nassib, who totally overproduced from what he was the rest of his career, and go, okay, well now we can count on that. Well, I don't know. Can you count on that? Mitch Unrein missed all of last year with a concussion. Is he even a guy that you can consider in a rotation in the interior? Then if you move on from Jerry McCoy, you're only talking about having Vita Bay and Bo Allen. That's it. You don't got anybody else. Kendall Beckwith, Kendall Beckwith had an injury where he was in a car accident at the end of last year where he hurt his ankle so bad he had to have, uh, I think he had two setbacks, and they weren't sure if he was ever going to play again. I think he is now. They've they've kind of been, gotten over that hill. But if Quan Alexander wants anything close to $10 million, and if a team's going to give him $10 million, it's not going to be the Buccaneers. So then there's a need a linebacker, and then certainly the secondary coaching has to be as good as it's ever been. So there's no question that the Buccaneers need a lot of help in a, diff- a lot of different areas, but... There's a lot of really cool things to like on this Bucks roster, but like coaching is going to be the biggest thing because they're going to have to make a lot of these guys who a lot of people would say they were skeptical about into actual starters if they're going to compete in the NFC South. And let's say this as well. If out of Vita Vey, who they traded back for, obviously, and added the picks to acquire, I forget who, but I know MJ Stewart, Carlton Davis, and Ronald Jones were in that next part of the hall that they got. Mm-hmm. Out of those four, you got to count on those four guys as starters. And I know you can't with Ronald Jones. Like, let me rephrase. Hypothetically, you would be in a position where this year, you whether they were good or not as rookies, you need to be counting on those four as pieces. Right. And you will with Vea. You will with Davis, probably, as much as I know you think that maybe he can be solved there, and I hope that he can be. MJ yeah. Stewart was super disappointing last year. No, I mean, MJ's probably a waste of a pick. And Ronald Jones was, I mean, like, I don't want to say like, waste of a pick yet, but it. No, yeah, we can't say that yet, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. So at it, it, the very least, you know, out of those four picks, which you really need to hit kind of all four of them, at least as starters. Right. I'm not sure you can count on two of them as starters at all for next year. Obviously, Davis will start. Vale will start. You worry about what the impact is going to be. You really need to hit on those. Like, those got to be cornerstone pieces of your roster moving forward. Because if not, you've opened up other needs. Now, if they take a running back with what? How many, what are they, what picks do they have? If you take a running back, are they getting any comp picks? Um, no. Okay, so if you take a running back with any of your first three picks, that's a big hit. I just don't know that you can do it after you just spent a second rounder on one, a position that across the league anybody is producing at i just i don't know if you can justify yeah it like i said like it's just got to be coaching at this point with a lot of this roster right you just have to get the most out of these guys and you have to draft well in 2019 that's sure. it okay let's talk about the panthers um i think that this okay. is a roster that needs offensive line help i don't know if we've talked about that before if we've ever said that but i don't know <sighs> protecting cam newton seems like kind of an important thing that they've ignored for a long time and as a result his body is broken and battered and bruised that was my rant. Okay. Yeah, great. 
And we're moving on. on to the Saints. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Khalil retires. Like Matt Khalil's bad. I mean, this they need. You know, Daryl Williams is a free agent. Taylor Moten probably is the right tackle there. Can either of them play the left side? You bring back Daryl Williams. He missed basically all of last season with an injury. He was improving the year before that. He looked good. Like he looked solid. You know, I think I think he was like a Pro Bowl alternate or something. But mm-hmm. I, they help him a lot in pass pro. Do you want to give a guy like that big money coming off an injury? Um, could you tag him? I don't think they have anybody else worth tagging. It's just a weird situation. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Daryl Williams. But they might need an offensive tackle, even if they don't see it that way. Uh, with Khalil's situation, they may need an offensive guard. They may need a. I mean, they do need a center. We know that uh, with Khalil retiring. So yeah, it's not great uh, for Carolina. They've got to figure out what works on that offensive line, whether it's in free agency or otherwise. And oh, by the way, another position that they've needed for quite some time: wide receiver, because Devin Fungus is about to be a free agent, and he probably doesn't come back. Obviously, DJ Moore is going to be the guy there, but there's nothing like Curtis Samuel. You hope he continues to. It's blossom. a really weird wide receiver room. They don't have like I don't even know if there's a guy I would say I count on at all for next year, other than other than those two, Moore and Samuel. So you got to find a third wideout, hopefully a big bodied guy, right? Yeah, um, you would hope. I just it's it, it, Carolina has always had a super weird roster to me, right? I don't know. It just for the longest time they've had a weird roster, and, and they make it they work. Won. And yeah. it, it makes it makes it really difficult for me to like predict how the Panthers are going to do every year because I look at their roster so often, and I'm like, yeah, they I'm not a fan good. of this right. like at all. Right. And then they win a bunch of games and go on a crazy run, like last year. I mean, what did they start six and two or something? Yeah, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This roster six and two, and then they ended up going on that you know terrible streak at the end of the year, and also it's like. Carolina is is just such a tough team to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think the offensive needs are clear, but at the same time, this is a team that needs a lot on the defensive they need side. Edge of help too, too yeah. man. Edge pass rusher going into free agency too. You know that's got to be a priority for them. I think as they're looking around, if any of those veteran guys hit the market, because you got it. Yeah, if you need an offensive tackle like going into the draft, you've got to be planning on that for your first pick, I think, unless something crazy happens in free agency there. But I know it's hard to tell this stuff this far out, but to me, I just think those are the two most important positions. Edge or offensive tackle, I think you got to find a way to address one of those two spots with your first pick. Yeah, Linebacker, I mean, Thomas Davis, obviously gone now, and that does leave a hole in – Ravon Rivera's group has always relied heavily on linebackers, so either Shaq Thompson steps up and plays every down, you know, or that's another need. For he kind of has to, right? Yeah, this they, is, I mean, this is. They just gave Eric Reed a three-year contract. He wasn't good at all last year, but it, it didn't matter because they don't have any safeties, and they can't afford to have another hole. They would have to fill two safety holes if they let him go. They already need a free safety. Now they, they have yeah. their strong safety as, as unideal as it is. But that's the position they're in is that it's just kind of – at least they're, they're solid at corner right now, but that's the position they're in right now is that it's just kind of damage control at some of these spots. They probably can't afford to look at safety early in the draft, especially two of them. They can't afford to look at linebacker early in the draft. You know, somebody was talking to me, a fan was talking to me about them getting an interior defensive lineman to play next to short. Well, that sounds great, but <laughs> where, when? You know, it's going to have to be yeah. mid late day three. And I think that might be the the, the right. case. Uh, that that Their other needs are too, they're, they're too mapped out. Right. But you're spot on this roster every year. It's like, it's just so weird, plentiful. man. Right. Um, and, and where do you kind of 
make it work right now. I think I'm I'm all about fixing the offensive line in Carolina. If you want to become a run first football team and do that kind of stuff, and McCaffrey looked so good last yeah, year, you you got to push people around for sure. Right. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's talk about a team that doesn't need that many pieces. New Orleans Saints. Doesn't this feel good? Wide receiver might be in need, but their group is okay. Traquan Smith flashed. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Des Bryant's still around. Free agent, technically, but he's talked about how he, he'd like to be there. and So we'll see what happens. But clearly there was interest there if his recovery goes well. So uh, Cameron Meredith mm-hmm. back from another injury, I believe. Uh, so And they obviously liked him enough to trade for him. So, you know, there's some interest there, perhaps. Uh, so it's an interesting receiver room. Obviously, Michael Thomas and then a bunch of guys. I mean, even Austin Carr and Keith Kirkwood were capable last year. Tommy Lee Lewis. So... I don't think it's a crying need for them there. Offensive line set in stone. They've got about five key starters, and I think all of them are, are, are solid to really good. Imagine. I know. I know. I mean, as a Steelers guy, I can, but I feel for you. Yikes. Tight end. This team has always been a tight end place, right? And and they haven't been lately. Benjamin Watson, free agent. and Did he say he was retiring? I don't know if he said. Uh, I don't know. I, I, my head. I really said, don't. But. That's and to me, that's a piece that I would consider in the first round if I'm the Saints. Wait, they don't have a first round pick, right? They traded it to Green why Bay. Why don't they have one? Green Bay has it. I'm just kidding. I just want to hear you talk about the Davenport trade again because it, it was bad. It was a bad trade. Yeah, Davenport was on Twitter by the way, savaging people the other day. People saying that it was a bad trade because he was hurt last year, or whatever. By the way, oh. this seems like important context. For this conversation, the Saints have one pick in the first 157 picks of the draft, and it is in the second round, and it is number 62 overall. They don't pick in the top 50, and they only pick one time in the top 157. Irv Smith Jr., come on down. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, when I look at this roster, I know Mark Ingram's kind of, you, you see a free agent, do you lose him? I, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I think you can supplement Alvin Kamara just fine with somebody else. You have your pass rusher. You have your interior defensive lineman. You're good enough at linebacker. This team's always been about being good enough at linebacker. Mm-hmm. You feel like Eli Apple's your guy. You traded for him, and, and you got the rest of your secondary in place. Yep. It's it's honestly, I'm going to get a tight end. I'm making that tight offense end. unstoppable. In this class, Irv Smith or Nauta or Dawson Knox or one of those guys, that's where I'm going. Take a tight end as your primary need. Irv yes, Smith please. Jr. Yes, please. Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. When do they start looking for the successor to Matty Ryan? Not this year. Be, not in this, not this, in this quarterback class. No. At number 14, in a very interesting position, mm-hmm. a lot of people have pegged them as these place where Ed Oliver's slide stops. I do think that's very tempting to say. Yeah. Grady Jarrett's going to be back, right? There's no way they're letting Grady Jarrett no, leave. No, they can't let him walk. No. So he's back. I think offensively you're pretty much set. I'm looking. I think consider tackle maybe, but that's I mean, the only place I'd consider. 
didn't they need really didn't they need interior help? They Bad. did, but Fusco was hurt, I think, when he was healthy, he's good, and Mac is there still, and you can find a left guard, I think. My guess is they'll probably try and find one. They've kind of always made do with just makeshift guard play and not really prioritize it. So probably so. second, so day two-ish, kind of addressing that. Uh, if it's through the draft, my guess is it'll be through free agency. That's where they've kind of always filled the position in the past, so okay. whether it was Fusco or Levitri or some of okay. those guys bringing No, I, I, I do think that um... – Something on the defensive line, whether it is interior or if they or go edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. Because people Vic don't Beasley want to talk is, about it. Right. No, Vic Beasley's not who you want him to be. Right, right. He had yeah. one good year. Bruce Irvin, I mean, yeah, okay. Steven Means, I think. Wait, didn't Steven Means like just sign somewhere? Where was it? Was it Atlanta? I don't remember. Yeah, it was Atlanta. Yeah, Okay. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, he's um, yeah, um, so I mean, you could definitely get some edge help, right? For sure. I don't think it's like a screaming need, but I would be upset about going into next year if I'm a Falcons fan if you have the same edge group, like and nobody else added to this crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, linebacker, I think you're okay at. Uh, I know. So who, okay, so hold on. So they're at 14, right? Yes. What are some edge targets at 14? Burns potentially will be there. Polite will probably be there. Both those two guys could be on the board um, at that point. Farrell's not really their type as my, he might be their type. I don't know. No, he's totally their type. They're, they're pretty much about athletes. <laughs> Keep that in mind. To- oh, that's true. They're pretty much about it, but I, I don't, I, I want to say right, so he you- might be their type because I don't think he's a terrible athlete. That's my point. Kind of, it's not their, it's not so, their preference for sure. Like polite is much more their type. Would you rather have Ed Oliver or Jukai polite? If you're the Falcons, polite is currently graded higher for me on my board, but I mean, Either player can be impactful here. This is the perfect system for Ed Oliver. Uh, people say, oh, they already have a small undersized you know, defensive tackle. Okay, now you have two of them. Good luck trying to block them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Sonata will play a lot of early downs, and Oliver will be the third defensive lineman you know, during the season. If Jarrett gets tagged, then you kind of see how good Oliver is, and if you want to hang on to Jarrett, you know, whatever. But, uh, I mean, I think Oliver can be super dynamic here, and Based on just purely what I see on tape, I think Ja'Kai Polite can be dynamic here uh, and be a better version of what they hope Vic Beasley would be. So um, both would be good picks for this team. Both would be good fits. Um, linebacker, they're pretty set at. I feel like that's not a big priority for them, uh, given the group they have. Same for the secondary. Get Keanu Neal back. Get Ricardo Allen back. Uh, Isaiah Oliver steps in as a starter where uh, Robert Alford was. They drafted. They prepared for this uh, to happen. You have KZ, you have Brian Poole, you have some slot options, Desmond Trufant on one side. So this roster is in a pretty good spot, honestly. It's about finding defensive line help, and I think it's about uh, figuring out whether Ryan Trader's your right tackle for the future or not. Um, it was stupid of Atlanta to win that last game. Oh, a lot. Of, yeah, you said talked about that. They cost themselves like seven spots, right? Yeah, like eight spots. And like we, we just went over the Falcons roster, and they have a good head coach, and it's like it's this, they're not going to be this bad again. Right. So. You you pick the year that you are actually bad, like out of nowhere, and you be super bad. So then they could have really helped out the roster, but had to right. had to win, didn't you? Yeah. Last about last kick before. Matt Bryant ever kicked for the Falcons. Game winner, cost him eight spots. Yeah, we didn't even talk about kicker. It's a big need. Kicker, huge. Could Should be probably take it in the second round. Probably, probably, probably trade up. Trade up. Is Aguayo's brother in here? <laughs> Jeez. All right, there you go, folks. There's your look at the NFC South. We've got one more, NFC North. We'll have to touch on early next week and, and wrap up our divisional offseason preview series before we get to the free agency period, which some of the rumblings like the Joe Flacco trade uh, have already begun uh, to happen. So we'll evaluate those, obviously, as we as we move through 
the offseason as well as of course continuing to keep an eye on and starting to get to combine preview stuff next week which should be fun so until then keep it locked right here on locked on nfl draft hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 